I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have some much smaller non-Shohei Otani transactions to discuss up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Tuesday, December 12th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's start things off with... Tyler O'Neill, who was traded over to the Boston Red Sox on Friday in exchange for right-handed reliever Nick Robertson and a lower-level pitching prospect, Victor Santos. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, now 28 years old, coming off two injury-riddled seasons, Scott, but he'll have the green monster in Fenway as a right-handed batter. There is some upside here. I think even more so is what it does for playing time, right? It throws a wrench in some of those young kids that we like for the Red Sox as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the entire yeah. move? Well, I would guess that it mostly means Sedan Rafaela is back in the minor leagues. And honestly, that might be saving us from ourselves because great defender, the minor league numbers look good, prospect of some stature. Sounds like from the scouting reports, though, the the, the swing decisions just aren't up to major league quality yet, and uh, he he may have he may have been a pretty big disappointment if they ran him out there from opening day. Say Don Rafaela, so Tyler O'Neill buys some time. I don't think it's going to impact Willier Abreu's playing time so much. You know he looks so great at the end of the year. He still has a spot if Rafaela indeed goes down. So I'm not so perturbed by the Red Sox acquiring Tyler O'Neill. Now, let's not forget this was a guy in 2021, hit 34 homers, stole 15 bases, batting 286. Huge breakout for Tyler O'Neill. Hasn't been the same since then. Injuries have played a part. And, uh, you know, you have to think that's still a risk with him. Also, just the exit velocities haven't been up to snuff since then, whether you're talking average exit velocity or even max exit velocity, which you would think would carry over from year to year. Tyler O'Neill hasn't looked like that guy he was in 2021. Fenway Park being such an extreme environment, maybe it fixes him. But since it's on a skill level, I'm not sure he's the same guy he was in 2021. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not counting on a huge bounce back for Tyler O'Neill with this change in venue. It is possible, though. The early ADP for Tyler O'Neill is 297. So my guess is that'll probably move up uh, yeah. you know, maybe 20, 50 spots, something like I'll that. I'll take him earlier than that, sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there there is some interest there in that ballpark, in that lineup. If he could stay healthy again, that is Tyler O'Neill. The Royals have signed reliever Will Smith to a one-year, $5 million contract, and uh, they did something similar last offseason, signing a role as Chapman. They were able to turn him into Cole Reagans at the trade deadline so my guess is the Royals will try and do something similar with Will Smith who did pick up 22 saves this past season got off to a strong start with the Rangers then faded down the stretch wound up with a 440 ERA he's a veteran he has experience Scott it sounds like Will Smith will factor into the uh, closer discussion there with the Kansas City Royals yeah, that's basically what they've said, that he he was interested in going to them because of late-inning opportunities, and that's how they're planning to use him. And he's <laughs> Will Smith has become this generation's 
subpar reliever who's who just keeps getting closer gigs because it's something he's done before. I don't know, subpar maybe not fair, but only par. Only par is Will Smith. He hasn't been a closer caliber pitcher really since he was with the Giants, I would say. And um bottom of the barrel option for fantasy, but at least, you know, him going to a team with really no closing alternatives, you you can feel pretty confident he'll get those chances at least until he becomes trade bait. All right, let's wrap up with a quick note on uh, this deferred money for Shohei Otani, which at the time when it happened, the signing, we heard it would be unprecedented amount of deferrals. We didn't know it would be the majority of the contract. So $680 million <laughs> of the $700 million that Shohei Otani is owed will be deferred until the end of the deal. So Otani will only be paid $2 million per year for the next 10 seasons, which sounds crazy. Actually, it is a little crazy, and it's also kind of a loophole. Scott, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, it, it feels like a huge loophole. Uh, and I know there are some estimates, you know, just the, the time value of money, uh, factoring inflation, and um, I, I guess amount of money lost to interest. That, practically speaking, it's not so much a $700 million contract he signed, but closer to $450 million. And so, Meanwhile, there's it, it eliminates the opportunity cost of signing Otani so they can keep adding salary even while making this supposed record-setting investment in him. And uh, it, it, it seems like a loophole around the, the tax penalties. So I don't know. It seems like because it's not truly $700 million, you know, that that's kind of a... a a misleading way of presenting it. It doesn't seem like the players union would be happy about it. Getting around the, the, the tax penalties, the luxury that, that, you know, the penalties there, uh, it doesn't seem like the owners will be happy about it. It doesn't seem like anybody's really going to be happy about it, but the Dodgers. And so maybe Otani's just a unique case and not many players would be willing to do something like this. But if, if it turns out this becomes a regular thing, I got, I got to think it won't be an option for long because people are pretty up in arms about it. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again on Thursday. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.